Good afternoon, this is your captain speaking. I'd like to welcome you all on board the Gafcast Airlines. Unfortunately, I have some bad news. The plane has been hijacked by terrorists. And I'm not sure what organization they actually actually represents or where like where he's from or who he's represent like or Right, so you're from like right, so I think they're saying ISIS. ISIS. Is that any relation now to Al Qaeda lads or Right. Okay, right. Um Right, so yeah, right, so lads, I don't know exactly where they're from, but it's looking like an ISIS Al Qaeda job. So yeah, the plane is probably gonna crash like in maybe ten, fifteen minutes, so if you want to text or call your loved ones now, oh no, there's actually no coverage on the plane, so sorry about that. But yeah, thanks for flying with uh, the Gafcast Airlines, and I hope you enjoyed your flight. Goodbye. You are listening to the Gafcast. We're going to bring you to new heights and show you places you've never been. Tune in, sit down, get a warm can of Tesco Lager and sit down and enjoy this episode of the Gavcast. Pubs will hardly ever open again. We're going to go all around the world and back again. We're going to cover everything here at the Gavcast and I hope you're ready and hope you're strapped in. They reckon that vaccine's hard dodgy. Keep your arms inside the vehicle at all times. You'll be up so high, you won't be able to see your feet. You will be able to see your feet, but you won't be able to see the ground. So you're listening to the Gavcast and shit is about to get real. That Fergal Bowers over there. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Gaffcast with me, Darren Gaffney. How is everyone doing? Hope you all had a great week and yeah, great bank holiday weekend. And yeah, hopefully you're not too dying and you've recovered a bit. But if you went out the Monday night as well, uh, which only the hardcore people do. Well, then you're probably dying right now. So fair play, fair play, well done. Uh, I encourage it. Um, <laughs> hopefully things will go back to a bit normal soon, you know. That'll be the, the job, so we can all get out and mingle together. Big mingling session. There's a ming- There's actually, there's mingling to be done, put it that way. Been an awful, awful lack of mingling this year. But however, we'll not let that keep us from having the crack. And at that, I just want to take a minute to hear from one of our esteemed sponsors. Sausages. Sausages. Come on down to Muldoon's and get your sausages now. Get your sausages now. Sausages. You'll never find a sausage like a Muldoon sausage. Thank you there to Muldoon Sausages and all you do to help support the show. It's a great pleasure. So, good news this week, people. Looks like the restrictions are going to come to an end. Or at least they're going to be eased. So, there's a bit more freedom out there to go out and have the crack. Um, I'm thinking what I want to do, and I want to do it. Um, I can feel a passion inside. I want to organise a massive session for when things go back to normal or until when we're able to. I'm just going to just invite everyone, everyone in the Maybe not the whole world, because I mightn't get a venue big enough. But like the whole of Ireland, say, like we should be able to get a venue there. Especially like if you're only doing like above 18 or whatever. So you'd be able to get a venue there for that many people. I don't know how many people are over the age group of 18 in this country, but we'll work, we'll work it out. Might rent out like a really big mushroom house. 
or big shed and get everyone in. Bring your own beer, BYOB. And like, it's actually free in, free bar. Well, no, there wouldn't be a bar if you're bringing your own beer. But you bring enough to, to do, do long enough. We'll have some good tunes. We'll have like a outside area where everyone can go out and smoke fags and have the banter. And it'll be like the post-COVID party. I'll, I'll invite all the big names, all the big ones, um, Ray Darcy, Daniel O'Donnell, Samantha Mumba, um, Nathan Carter. They'll all be there. I'll be there. We'll be all there. And we'll be all having a crack. And there'll be no more. Well, COVID will probably still exist, but it won't be like lockdown restriction land. It'll be good crack. And it'll just be so much banter. Everyone just, all of Ireland just in a mushroom house going 90, playing Maniac 2000. And drinking so what more could you want and it should be like a a national holiday and we should be commemorating it every year in remembrance and we all just get together and go mad like i will take it on to organize it no bother at all it's actually a pleasure to do so but i need the commitment from everyone out there i need you all to buy in we need everyone to buy in and like I'll buy a disco ball and stick it up in the mushroom house and I'll get like a really big speaker in Argos and we can all take turns sharing the ox but if any dodgy dodgy tunes start getting put on putting on yeah someone starts putting on a few dodgy dodgy tunes that no one's really feeling it apart from the person that put it on it's like some personal really weird music that they're into that they listen to it when they're on their own in the room. If that starts going on in the mushroom house, we might have to plug out the ox. And no hard feelings. That's just the way it is. But this this party is going to be the parties to end all parties. And I will organise it and I will make the Facebook group. And we can all get together, the whole of Ireland. And if we all jump at the one time, we might get the country bouncing. You know, like hydraulics in them cars in... The old Dr. Dre videos. Ireland will just be flipping up. Like one of them. Is it a Cadillac? Yeah. And we'll all be having good crack. And bring like Doritos and all that kind of stuff. And a few dips. And we can take like a half time at the party. And that's definitely happening. I don't know what we call it. But uh, it's on the cards. So be prepared. Project. Project post-COVID party. Now that's a bit shite. We'll come up with a better name than that. So just keep uh, keep it in your uh, in your noggin and be be preparing for for the parties to end all parties because it's it's going down. <laughs> in the news this week, there was the story about the ship, the washed up ghost ship that washed up on the in Cork in Ballycotton uh, a few years ago, or maybe last year and it washed up on the rocks and then there was a fire on it uh, during the week there, which is weird. Like, it's, like, stuck on the rocks and, like, it's all rusty and, like, creepy the way ghost ships tend to be. And it's just sitting there and I think 
it's probably cool enough to go see because it's like a big ship that's just like uh, washed ashore and like a lot of tourists go down to it and stuff but there's a fire on it so I don't know how it started um, was it I don't, I don't even know if it was intentionally started or what but, or if there's a ghost on the ship starting up fires or, or what it's spooky enough but um, I was like when I was reading up about, like seeing about the ship that that ship that washed up I remembered a few years ago, I don't know if any of you heard it, but that story that was going around, that terrifying story about the that ghost ship that was in the middle of the Atlantic and it was drifting around and it had been like a Russian ship and it used to be like a cruise liner or whatever and then it was sold for scrap and I was getting towed uh, to the Dominican Republic from, I don't know if it was from Newfoundland, but whatever, that's kind of where it, it uh, came loose in a storm and then just started fucking drifting off. And it's, it's actually massive. And yeah, it just started drifting around the Atlantic. But on it were a load of rats. And apparently the rats on it were like cannibal rats. And they were like fucking massive. And it was drifting straight for Ireland, like a beeline. It was coming for us. And <laughs> it was like a big cannibal rat ghost ship coming straight for Mayo, which is the last thing Mayo need. They can't win all Ireland, and now they're going to get a fucking ghost cannibal rat ship. But <laughs> I remember reading it at the time, and it was fucking, it was sp- like it was scary. Like you don't want, like you don't want a ghost ship full of big cannibal rats coming for your country, like. You know what I mean? Like, it's not ideal. And, yeah, I've seen the reports that the rats were, like, as big as cats and stuff on it. And I actually went back, because when I heard, seen this story about the ghost ship in Cork and the fire, I was like, what? Do you know what the fuck ever happened to that rat ship that was just floating around and was coming for, for Ireland? It's like, what ever happened to that? Like, I haven't heard anything about it since. Like, where is it? Like, did it wash up in Mayo? And Mayo people are actually getting eaten alive by cannibal rats, like since the last like three or four years, and no one bothered to report about it, <laughs> or what's the story? So I looked it up, and apparently now, when it was last spotted, um, yeah, so I think in like 2014 it was that it was just it was last spotted off the coast of Greenland, and it was the reports were that was. She was floating around the Atlantic and uh, heading for, heading uh, east for, for Ireland. And so the Irish Coast Guard were like, fuck, we better make sure that doesn't land ashore. And they went out and they they tried to like track it. And there's some fucking thing on the boat, some technology or something that you, that you have that enables other people to track it. And obviously the ship is fucked. So the technology isn't working, so that's off. But then they were trying to use satellite as well. And the satellite wouldn't pick it up because, well, it's really hard to know. You kind of have to have an idea of where the fuck it is because the ocean is fairly big. And, like, it's it's big. <laughs> and so you, you don't know where to look. So they were like, fuck, we don't know where it is. And while they were doing this, they actually fucking tracked some ship some other abandoned ship 
that uh, was in Scotland. Some or the phone, not it wasn't abandoned. It was just an illegal fishing fishing ship. Uh, yeah, near Scotland. Yeah, so they didn't find this ship. So they reckon now the reports are that the Cannibal Ghost Rat Ship has actually sank. Uh, let's hope it has because I don't want that washing up here. And even if it does, hopefully it just like washes up in May or somewhere or like over there, or Clare, anywhere over there. Then it could wash up blow in Kerry either or maybe it could go a bit more north in Donegal. Like I'm, I'm all right with that. Just And then if it doesn't, like it doesn't come any further and it just like if the rats just want to get off and eat all the people over there and then not come any, don't come past the Shannon. Just stay over there. Then I don't really care. So it can wash up but I'd rather that that option wasn't there and it was a bit because that's a risk you're having to take, right? So if it, like, if it is coming, like, so I was thinking, if that ship just say, we wake up tomorrow and it's like, right, the big rat cruiser is coming for, for Ireland. What are we going to do? Like, are we just going to fucking drive another ship into it and try change its course? Or, like, do, do Ireland have, like, do we have any torpedoes or anything we could fire out? Like, at the ship? I don't know if we do. Like, do we... We have an army, like, but you only ever see the army when there's a flood and stuff. Well, the army wouldn't be on the... the I don't know if... We don't have marines. I don't know. Someone could... We just need to get a load of people to go over there with a shotgun off the coast of Mayo and everyone shoot at the one time at the ship. I mean, we can all throw rocks and stuff at it and hopefully that way we'll sink it because um, I don't know what the plan is if we do find it because yeah, I don't know. What will we do? We're actually... We're probably fucked. If it's coming this way. Like the Irish Coast Guard, I don't know if they could handle such a big ship. Like it's fairly big. Um, so yeah, let's hope that that has sank and it's now coming for for the country. And in Northern Ireland this week, Arlene Foster um, <laughs> has bit the dust. Yeah, so she is, she's resigned as First Minister of Northern Ireland because um, the DUP had a motion of no confidence in her. I know a lot of people didn't have much time Arlene Foster or Arlene Frosty Knickers as some people uh, called her which isn't a very pleasant nickname Frosty Knickers but um, the thing is who is going to replace her as the leader of the DUP you could get someone a lot worse than she was she was fairly moderate um, as the DUP goes like she she even went to a few uh, GAA matches. It'll be interesting to see now. Um, as the saying goes, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. And like, who the fuck is like who is going to be more in the DUP, like more progressive than Arlene Foster? Like, did did they not just vote like to against banning gay conversion therapy? So it's not looking great. Um, it's not exactly the party of tolerance and inclusion but we'll see hopefully um for the sake of northern ireland and the island it's it's someone who's open to a bit of cooperation from all sides which would be great for all i was in the shop there during the week and i went to buy a bit i was going to buy a bit of shower gel uh, for a bit of washing (laughs) and um didn't i see because, like, what is crack? Because with male and female products, the male products always try to ram 
a heap of uses into the one product. And then the women will have like loads of different uh, products for like lots of different things. So I went to buy a bit of shower gel. <clears throat> and there's a shower gel there that said seven in one. <laughs> seven in one. Who out there, what man out there is looking for a shower gel that can do seven things? <laughs> Surely just the one thing will do grand and that is just washing your body. Like, what else more, what, poss- what more possibly could you want from a shower gel? And like women have, so they have like the conditioner for soft hair and the shampoo for coloured hair and all this and then men it's just like seven in one. Take it and shut up clean everything with it you can clean your body your hair the car the toilet the floor (laughs) it's like how many things can this shower gel do can it like can i put this into the lawnmower and use it as fuel darren go in there uh, and get the petrol for the lawnmower it's not in here i know it's in the shower there you can just use that shower gel it's seven and one so it does everything it's grand ah sound no bother and can i like if i can use it as lighter fluid for barbecue it's like seven and one Men, they think, they, they think that men just want something that'll just do everything. Which is actually probably true, actually, now that I think about it. Lads probably are just like, oh, I just want to get something that I can brush my teeth, wash my hair, wash my body, and yeah, all in the one, and that'll do rightly. So, next thing they come out with a shower gel for seven and one. Fucking hell. And then the women have everything, just <laughs> like individual thing for everything, but I actually bought it, and I, I, I'm using it to to butter my bread and clean the toilet and wash my hair and yeah it's it's grand seven in one job that's what that's what it's all about at the end of the day how many things can you possibly pile into the one product um you know like even if it was just the one it'd be the exact same thing so it's not like they're adding like loads of different shit to it i don't know seven in one though some job And now it is time for the GaffCast's movie of the week. The movie this week, starring none other than the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> what a man Clint Eastwood is. He's on the go fucking years, hey. Um, and the movie is The Mule. The Mule. Um... A cross between a donkey and a pony. That's what a mule is. But in this case, it's actually involving a drug mule. Someone who smuggles stuff uh, across borders or just smuggling in general. An old drug mule. And um, yeah, Clint Eastwood, he he is starts off as a horticulturist. He's planting a few plants. And then the whole thing goes bust. And... Because of the internet, the World Wide Web does in his horticultural business. So he grows flowers and stuff. And he's really old as well. Like, he's really old in real life. Like, he must be touching 100 now, I'd say. I'd say in this movie, he's probably about... Well, I don't know. He could be about 90 now, actually. I don't know. And the, the business goes bust. And he starts into smuggling narcotics and illegal substances for a Mexican gang about America. And he starts off smuggling in his little old rusty truck. One of them little rusty oaks that's like, this is what you think of when you think of trucks in the Midwest in America. 
My good old reliable truck. You ain't taking my guns, boy. God damn it, Clevis. Yeah, so it's Illinois where he's in. That's where it's set. In like this rural, really rundown kind of desolate area where there's not much happening. A bit like Longford or something like that. And as he, he starts making a bit of dosh, so he invests in a new truck. A big uh, black yoke. I don't know if it's a Chevrolet. And he starts cruising around in that. And he's making top dosh of these Mexicans. And he's really old. And I said that already, but yeah, I just remembered there that he's really old in the film. And he's making lots of dosh and he's getting on really well with the Mexicans. But um, his, it's a kind of a messed up film in a way. It's kind of actually a really depressing film. And there's a few funny parts in it, I would say. But yeah, like Clint Eastwood, in fairness, he's like the epitome of manliness. <laughs> like all his films are just like, I am a man and I know how to do manly things. Like changing tires and shooting guns and hitting boxes and fixing leaked pipes and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of that in the film as well, where he's kind of like he meets young people and they don't know how to like do does basic stuff about the house. Uh, when he was a young lad, is he would have been he would have known how to do, to handle a spanner and that kind of thing. And he's kind of like ah, oh, the young generation are fucked. They're always stuck on their phones and that kind of crack. Which is probably true. Uh, we do spend a lot of time on our phones. Waste a lot of time on the old dinger on the mobile device. But yeah, it's a, it's actually a good film. Um he uh in in the end, like he kind of just doing it to help support his family who he fell out with years before because he, he had a bit of a falling out and with his daughter over her wedding and him not turning up and selling flowers. Oh no, he wasn't selling flowers, but he went to like a horticulturist award ceremony instead which didn't go down well with the fam so they're not chatting to him anymore but he takes up this drug mule business to try make some money and give some of it to them and uh, in the end there's a bit of, it's a cool few scenes with uh, Bradley Cooper who's playing the, the the detective who's trying to crack down on, on this particular Mexican gang and to find out about this lad who's the mule and they're wondering like who the fuck he is and it turns out near the end, it's the, the old man himself, Clint Eastwood, who is the mule. It is, I would say it is kind of a, a grim movie with a few funny scenes in it. Like the ending is uh, sad. But it was a good, good film now, a good old flick. So it was uh, to watch. And yeah, fair play to Clint Eastwood. I think that might have been his last one. I, think, I don't know if it was his last film to act in. I'm pretty sure it could have been. Uh, somebody can correct me on that after. Um I'm sure right, someone out there will know. I think it was anyway. He might have directed one after. I'm not sure, but that was the, I think his last film to act in. But fair play to him. Good, bad, and the ugly job. You see, in this world, there's two kinds of people, my friend. Those with loaded guns, and those who dig. You dig. He was always a great man for the one-liners, Clint. And then you have as well a fistful of dollars. <laughs> Get three coffins ready, and. What was that other one? For a few dollars more. And Dorothy Harry. Um, he is the man, Clint Eastwood. And uh, yeah, it was great to, to watch that film and see him uh, still working his uh, his magic. Ten, that old clock's ticking. About time to say goodnight. This is the last call. For and at that, we've come to the end of this week's episode of the Gaffcast. I'd like to thank everyone out there for tuning in. Uh, please don't forget to follow and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening in on because uh, that really helps. And if you have any friends that look like they're stuck 
for a bit of the gaff cast. Well then share it with them too and I'd greatly appreciate it. So yeah, that's all for this week's episode and hope you all have a great week and I'll see you all again next Tuesday here for some top quality crack at the gaff cast. Good luck.